it's not about winning. It's not about losing. It's about showing up and being seen. And that is the quote of the day. The Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's episode is a game changer. This is one that I'm going to highly encourage you to listen to over and 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 over again. Because, well, first off, our featured speaker is Dr. Brene Brown. And I'll tell you a quick little story about myself. I started off online on YouTube back in like 2007 when YouTube first started. And I was taking, you know, complicated matters of health and breaking them down on video in a way that people can understand and also be entertained at the same time. And I love doing it. I love helping people. That's just in my nature. But I remember opening up the videos and scrolling down to the comments and just seeing the meanest stuff I've ever read before. I mean, it was like N-word, 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 you know, this, that, and the other. And it was like, wow, this is wild. I'm just out here trying to help people and I'm getting this. And so this went on for a while. It bugged the heck out of me. And a few years deep, and it was really, 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 really bothering me. I was really, really, really bitter about it. And I said, you know what? Screw these people. Let's just kill it. So I remember sitting there in bed, opening up my Facebook, delete opening up my Twitter account, delete. And then I went to YouTube and I deleted every single video and got rid of the account. There were millions of views on that account. There were tens of thousands of subscribers on that account. And I'll be honest with you, after deleting those accounts for about a day, I felt really good. I felt incredibly relieved. And then it started to bother me. What have I just done? Have I just allowed these people who aren't even in the game, who aren't even really participating in the game, these people who are just sitting up there in the stands talking trash, I'm letting them, you know, keep me from doing the thing that I love to do? I couldn't do it. So I remember sitting in bed, reopening my accounts, emailing Twitter, trying to see if I can get all my subscribers back, uploading all my videos again, And it sucked because, again, a lot of those videos had millions of views, so I had to start from zero. And I had to decide that if this is what I'm going to do, if this is what I really want to do, if this is how I really want to serve people, that I got to be willing to take the beating that comes with it. And that beating is unavoidable. You can't avoid it. It's, it's, you're going to take a beating if you want to help people, period, point blank. There's no getting around it. But you have to decide what you're going to focus on. Are you going to focus on the negativity? Are you going to focus on the people out there who are talking trash and being mean and sending mean tweets? You know, you've probably heard me say this before, but I've been in some pretty bad places in my life in terms of like depression and anxiety and at, at no point during those rock bottom times did 
did I ever think that I should get online and talk trash about people who I don't even know? You go on Instagram and you look up Ronda Rousey's account or Steph Curry or LeBron James and you scroll through the comments and it's like, oh my God, what is wrong with people, right? But that doesn't keep them from doing what they love to do. Steph's still going Steph. LeBron's still going LeBron. Ronda going to do her thing. You have to be willing to do your thing despite what anybody else out there is going to say. Get on the field, stay on the field, and let those people on the stands do whatever it is that they do. Here's Brene. So I want to tell you about something that changed my life as a creative person. And it's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, and it has completely, I mean, I know it sounds cheesy and cliche to think a quote can change your life, but sometimes when you hear something, when you need to hear it and you're ready to hear it, something shifts inside of you. And so my story is that I'm, I am a researcher and I never thought I would have a big public career. And so I did a TED talk that went very viral. And in the wake of that, I was kind of everywhere for a couple of months on every CNN.com, NPR, it was everywhere and something I wasn't used to. And the marching orders from my therapist and my husband were do not read the comments online. So I read all the comments online. And so one morning, I woke up, and there were two or three new articles out, and I started reading the comments. And they were devastating. Um, they weren't about my work, they were about me. They were super personal. And they were the things that creative people play in their mind and then give up doing what they really want to do. Like if I asked every single one of you, what would you try if you knew people would never say this about you? What would this be? It were, those were the comments that morning. Um, of course she embraces imperfection. What choice does she have? Look, what she, look how she looks. I feel sorry for her kids. Um, less research, more Botox. Just mean personal attacks, the things that really up until that moment had inspired me to stay very small in my life and my career, just so I could avoid those things. So that morning, Steve and the kids leave. I stay home. I get on the couch, and I watch eight hours of Downton Abbey. <laughs> and when it's over, I don't want to turn off Downton Abbey. Because the minute you turn off Downton Abbey, then it's like soccer practice and dinner and back to the mean people. And maybe, should I get Botox? And maybe, you know, maybe if I stand still when I talk. Um, so I get out my laptop and I do a search for who was president in the United States during the Downton Abbey era. Have you ever done that? Like you, you're numbing with TV or a movie, and so when it's over, you just like stay in that space by like learning more about the actors and what's going on. Um, I've been doing this long enough to know this is like, you're laughing with me, not at me. Um, so I put it in and Theodore Roosevelt comes up and a quote comes up. And I read it and this is what it says. It's a quote from a speech that he gave in the early 1900s at the Sorbonne. And a lot of people call it the man in the arena speech. And this is the passage that changed, changes my life. It's not the critic who counts. 
It's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done it better. The credit belongs to the person who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred with blood and sweat and dust, who at the best, in the end, knows the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, he fails daring greatly. So the moment that I read that, I closed my laptop, and this is what shifted in me. Three huge things. First, I spent the last 12 years studying vulnerability, and that quote was everything I know about vulnerability. It is not about winning, it's not about losing, it's about showing up and being seen. The second thing, this is who I want to be. I want to create. I want to make things that didn't exist before I touched them. I want to show up and be seen in my work and in my life. And if you're going to show up and be seen, there is only one guarantee, and that is you will get your ass kicked. That is the guarantee. That's the only certainty you have. If you're going to go in the arena and spend any time in there whatsoever, especially if you've committed to creating in your life, you will get your ass kicked. So you have to decide at that moment, I think for all of us, if courage is a value that we hold, this is a consequence. You can't avoid it. The third thing, which really set me free, and I think Steve, my husband, would argue has made me somewhat dangerous, is kind of a new philosophy about criticism, which is this. If you're not in the arena also getting your ass kicked, I'm not interested in your feedback. <laughs> Period. You know, I, I, you know, if you have constructive information, feedback to give me, I want it. And you know, I'm an academic, I'm hardwired for wrestling around with stuff like that. If you say, hey, you forgot all this literature, or hey, you should have done this, or terrible sentence construction over here, like, let's go, let's, let's do it. I love that. But if you're in the cheap seats, not putting yourself on the line, and just talking about how I could do it better, I'm in no way interested in your feedback. Put that one on repeat. Listen to it again. Remember, over and over and over again. That was Dr. Brene Brown. Her website is brenebrown.com. And that talk, if you want to watch the whole thing, go to YouTube, look up Brene Brown, Why Your Critics Aren't the Ones Who Count. I love that title. All right, that's it for me. I will see you tomorrow for our Wednesday episode of The Quote of the Day. I am out. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>